on the Erori Ambassador Programme and the week of events to celebrate the early success of the project. In this part, I'll be joined by two ambassadors, Ben, who led one of our events during the week, and Alec, a silver ambassador who attended a tree planting volunteering day. Well, hello, Ben, Croeso uh, to the Erori podcast. Can you um, introduce yourself? Tell the audience a bit more about yourself so they so they get to know you a little bit better. Sure thing. Yeah, good morning. Um, thanks a lot for having me, Diolch and Um And yeah, so uh, my name is, is Ben Porter. Um, I am I guess, still young-ish ecologist <laughs> <laughs> and naturalist and uh, wildlife photographer uh, based in North Wales. Um, originally from Conway on the northern edge of the 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 Snowdonia National Park um, and then I moved to the island of um, unessentially Bardsey Island when I was 11 years old with my, my with my family and um, we ran the farm there and um, we're helping out with a lot of the conservation management of the island and that's where um, any interest that I already had in the, in the natural world was really fostered by our time on the island and I just spent all of my spare time you know just totally immersed in watching and taking pictures of and trying to help with monitoring work of, of the the island's wildlife and, and natural history so since then it's just really catalyzed a real love for the for the outdoors and for the natural world and um, since then I've just been trying to um, I guess put those sort of interests to use in uh, various different sort of jobs and um, varying from sort of engagement work and communication work surrounding nature and why it's important that we um, look at how we can best protect and restore what is quite degraded uh, at the moment and obviously as, as a lot of people are probably aware you know everything is uh, a little bit it's a, it's a very uh, it's a very pressing period of time to try and address a lot of these issues that are really facing um the wider environment um but um but yeah currently i work as a freelance uh, sort of ecologist doing surveys monitoring work i've done some pieces of work for the national yep. park which has been wonderful um and whatever other elements of sort of photography and engagement i can do as well um which ties in a bit to to i guess the focus of um you know this this podcast today after sure. that event a couple of weeks ago now wasn't it the um sort of walk through gansloid yeah, so um, so as part of um, well, celebrating really, we ha- we had a week of events to celebrate the ambassador scheme, and we asked you to lead one of the wildlife walks, and we were yeah really happy that you said yes. Um, so yeah, describe the location that you um, picked for us, Ben. Sure. Yeah. So I guess considering the time of year, so you know we're in December now, and the walk itself was due to take part you know late autumn, um, and so you know we're we're so lucky with such an incredible array of amazing habitats 
habitats across Erori and um, in the winter time certainly for looking at wildlife um, the woodlands and forests um, in the valleys are still really full of so many different things that you can see um, uh, from mosses and ferns through to um, bird life, mammal life um, and everything in between really so I, I thought it'd be great to choose a sort of wood, wooded um, habitat and area so um, we decided on Ganfluid um, which is a, an amazing um, scrap of Celtic sort of rainforest, this sort of temperate oak, hazel and ash um, forest in a valley north of Dolgethai in the, um, in the depths of the valleys there um, and this area is one of my favourite sort of woodlands to go walking because it's very accessible. It's got lovely pathwork and um, pathways around it, and it's being actively um, uh, sort of conserved and restored using sort of cattle grazing in the forest in the woodland, which is really cool to see. Um, so I thought it'd be a brilliant place to choose for a walk and be able to take in a whole variety of things that are unique um, and really special about the Celtic rainforest environment. Yeah, it was lovely. And the weather on the day was just magnificent as well, wasn't it, Ben? And that waterfall, it was just like the wow factor. So people who hadn't been there had a lovely surprise, I think, seeing seeing everything the, the forest had to offer. Um, can you um, just um, say a little bit about the walk itself and, and the day and, you know, what did you see? What did you come across? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I we were incredibly lucky because we had series of low pressure systems coming through the UK that were, that, I mean, literally the previous day was horrendous. And there was just a brief gap in between two different storm systems. And we had this beautifully calm day, gorgeous, clear skies, sunshine bathing the forest from mid morning when we arrived there. Um, and and it lasted for the whole day. I think the storm came through that night, but we had incredible conditions. So um yes yeah, so we um there's a great little parking area not far just across the road from Ganfluid um and then we had a I think it was a sort of three or four hour walk where you you wander up through the forest past Freya the Veer which is incredible that waterfall plummeting through the um through the sort of gorge that comes through Ganfluid and then you have a whole band of the Celtic rainforest um habitat that straddles the sort of main riverine area and then above that you're then into the the sort of foothill area of the Rhinogiv mountains so we had a really lovely variety of those habitats so coming in through the forest um I was really keen to try looking for various different mosses liverworts and ferns and lichens which you get which are unique to these real temperate essentially rainforest environments that we have out in west um western Britain and Ireland really and Wales has a real um a real amazing um number of these habitats still and um, and so we we were looking for um there was a lovely um type of fern called the filmy fern which is a very rare species and um, there's two of them the Tunbridge and the Wilson's filmy fern and I believe it was the Tunbridge filmy fern um that we saw I need to double check that mm-hmm. uh, one of them has a tiny little um sort of capsule on it that has teeth and the other is rounded and you have to have a little micro lens to be able to see that. But we saw probably in excess of 20 or 30 species of mosses carpeting the, the trees and the rocks in, in the woodland, um, as well as loads of um, polypody ferns all along the branches. And the great thing about wintertime is actually that it's it's the time when mosses, lichens and ferns really come into their own. Because in the spring and the summer, it's so dry in a lot of these wooded environments. Um, everything also gets sort of shaded out and blends into the backdrop of you know millions of different 
grasses and flowers and everything that take steal the show really whereas everything dies back in the winter and you're left with what ends up being really vivid carpets of mosses and ferns so I love going into these forests in the winter because you're actually your eye is drawn to all of these what usually you would overlook um you know in the rest of the year um what we did have an incredible experience of uh, above Fred the beer when we past the waterfall we came across a little feeding flock of um birds um that are characteristic of foraging around wooded environments in the winter so we had we had a whole flock of long-tailed tits we had coal tits we had nut hatches and tree creepers we had a lovely little party of gold crests um and one of them a, a male was displaying continuously to a, a few females that were nearby and really firing up its incredible gold crest which is incredible to see and there was great spotted woodpecker there as well there were wrens feeding around the forest floor and then in the backdrop there we saw some fallow deer um scarper by as well which is really interesting because this is a, a species which is increasing in number and population in west wales around these forests um the coniferous and the the broadleaf forests around mid mid wales and coy de brenin so we saw a whole um uh, herd I guess it would be of uh, of fallow deer sprint past um, and then above the forest um, we passed into the sort of more open area um, we had some missile thrushes fly over at that point um, and you start to see things like meadow pipits um, which are something that over winter in the uplands in Wales very few other species hang around in the uplands really mm -hmm. Um, but we had the, just an amazing variety in that woodland. There was one particular point where there was so many things just all around us um, that it was Happening hard to know where to look. It was brilliant. Um, yeah. But that, that's a, a bit of a snapshot of uh, some of the things we saw. Yeah, it was lovely, Ben. And we all felt really lucky to have you there. You were kind of opening our eyes, everything in the forest. It was a really uh, exp an experience that I'll remember forever, definitely. Um, so, and you're an ambassador as well. You've completed the Erri Ambassador course. So, how important do you think it is for the programme to share information about biodiversity to our ambassadors, um, especially in the module on, you know, special um, species and habitats? Yeah. So, I think, um, you know, biodiversity. I mean, there's so many different elements of Erari and the the wider area that are so special, and you know, different people have different interests in the landscape. Really, you know, there's so many different uh, facets to it. Um, but biodiversity is is something that is so so key. I feel. I mean, I'm a bit biased because I'm so, such a passionate passionate <laughs> ecologist and naturalist. Um, but the wildlife that we have across Irori is incredibly special. There's a number of species that aren't found really anywhere else in the UK, especially some of the rarer plants, um, which are right on the, the edge of their range. And I think one of the key things to integrate the sort of biodiversity module is an awareness of what we do have so that we are aware of things that are really struggling, which is quite a lot of the species, and that we can then sort of utilise the ambassadors' sort of awareness through this module to be able to communicate that um, to local people and to those visiting of, you know, how important it is to to look at how we're interacting with the environment, how we can help contribute to ways of um, protecting and restoring these areas so that they can be, you know, we're looking at a bit of a, a, a sort of a fraction of what the the biodiversity of this area could hold. You know, we're mm -hmm. sort of um, we're at a point where we've lost so much in 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 our country, in our landscape. And I feel like, um, you know, cultivating an awareness of what we do have at this point and um, a sort of 
an awareness of the need to restore what we could have in these areas is so important and i think um the ambassador scheme is is a brilliant platform for you know enabling that to a certain degree um and just at the very base level cultivating an appreciation is is like the first step really i feel like you know when we go for a walk in the forest like that um a lot of people it's like you were saying it's it's like seeing with a different filter really you know you suddenly see um by just paying a bit of attention and uh cultivating a bit of awareness to what there is you suddenly see the landscape from a completely different sort of perspective really because you're suddenly aware of how much life and how many things are there and for a lot of people they're just not they're just not aware that that is the case and so by just gently sort of encouraging and and bringing some learning of that people can then sort of really learn to appreciate and love that and then they're going to hold on and try and increase that and and show others that as well so it just spreads that um that awareness really and i think that's it's incredibly important it's the the starting point for a lot of um really positive change really yeah it, it's tuning in isn't it ben and having you there it's kind of really helped but to like tune in to everything that was going on around us so i think yeah they go hand in hand you know the the um, reading the text and stuff and you know the actually completing the modules online but I think there's yeah. definitely you know a place for actually going out and seeing seeing what's out there as well for and sure. yeah with your help it was a fantastic day so thank you very much oh, and it was lovely as well because we had some Welsh learners didn't we and ah. you you knew all the terms and stuff you know and, you know in Welsh and English so I think they they really appreciated that as well to, to learn the, the Welsh names for stuff and yeah it was just a really lovely day so thank you Not um, at all. yeah thank you for your time today as well I know you're busy so Not thanks, all. Yeah, for... thanks for having me yeah lovely thank uh, you Ben Dim problem thanks for having me hello Alec and welcome to the Erori podcast so hello, let's hi. start hello um let's start with you introducing yourself if you don't mind yeah, so uh, my name's uh, Alec. Um, I live up in uh, Mould in North Wales. Um, I've been up there about five years, um, but I was originally from from Sheffield. Um, and yeah, I, I do a couple of different things. Um, I work as a stage manager most of the year in, in the theatre industry. Um, and uh, through the summer, um, I work as, a, as an ML, um, which is how I sort of found out about the, about the scheme. Well, that was going to be my next question. So, how did you how did you come across the ambassador scheme then? Yeah, so what one of the providers that I was um, working for uh, last year, they they were encouraging their staff to to sign up to the scheme, uh, and then for for some of their jobs, they were actually putting it as a, a prerequisite uh, on their jobs. For example, sort of le- leading up uh, with their uh, and jobs like that, and they liked their staff to have. Uh, have done at least at least the bronze level of the scheme so I heard about about it through them uh, and then continued continued with it currently uh, on on a silver uh, award the scheme and probably continuing at some point to to get the gold. That's fantastic that companies see it as something you know credible and something that you know they encourage their staff to complete so yeah that's really good to hear. It was it was up there on the tick list of are you an ML do you have insurance do you have first day certificate and do you, uh, are you on this scheme um, wow. I thought it was great yeah really 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 cool so during the week of events um you attended the tree planting session in Rhydlanfair didn't you near Paddog so how was yep. that 
yeah it was a re- it was a really good session it was it was kind of it was a, a pretty pretty cold day uh, that we were out there but we were, we were planting uh, native uh, trees um up on a, a sort of a hillside by a river lovely location and yeah it was it's hard work yeah. uh, i'd say if you're doing that every day i think you would be pretty you'd be feeling the effects of it but it was also it's, it's quite rewarding because throughout the day you keep looking up and seeing how how much you've planted and it's 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 quite quick work really you can sort of transform that hill pretty quickly from having nothing to having sort of a full hillside full of trees yeah absolutely i think we planted 260 something trees yeah on that day yeah so it was, all, all yeah, exactly. dark. It was pretty pretty good going it was good going yes yeah so thank you for joining us um on that day um so um yeah do you volunteer often or was it your first time or yeah not not a lot not a lot to be honest uh i've done done bits and bobs in the past i did a lot of volunteering during the the covid pandemic when i wasn't able to work in my norm, normal job but since that since things have turned back to normal uh i haven't had much opportunity i had a little gap in work and and this came up and yeah it seemed like a, a good chance to to give something back to the park and yeah it seemed like a really good good idea and would you um would you would you take part in the same kind of day again? And would you encourage others to to do the same? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, obviously, like it's increasing the biodiversity as well, isn't it? Of of the national park, reintroducing those those native trees. So I think, and you know, if if there are people willing to volunteer to do it, and that's just going to make things, you know, is is a more effective way of doing it. Uh, if you've got a whole army of people helping out. Um, so yeah, I'd def- definitely do it again. Cool. Uh, and lastly, uh, how would you, as a silver ambassador now, um, is there have you got any feedback for us, or how would you like the program to develop in future? I mean, I'd say that the practical stuff that you were offering was great. So the week of week of activities, things like that, is is really good, and hopefully getting more of the uh, is it 800 members you've got. Uh, That's right. Uh, getting more people involved to be be fantastic. I think it's a really good resource and one one thing I use it for now is ha- having completed uh, about six six chapters of it is I'll go go back over certain ones if I'm taking a group out up a up, up uh, a wither or something and I know that uh, and I haven't been up it for a while I might just look over look over that page because the information is so good on there so I just have to re- read through remind myself of the the history of it and the history of the different paths and things um, and then I've got things to pass on to people on the day so yeah just making sure that's that stuff is is up there and there's continually um things being added as well is is fantastic it's yeah that's really good to know actually and that it's useful for, for people like yourselves and you know in a practical way as well not just mm. completing the course that you actually use use the the content afterwards so yeah so just to make sure i guess that it's still accessible and updated and yeah, yeah. that's something yeah. that we're we're keen to, to do as well so um yeah and definitely we would love to host more events as well during covid it was a bit more difficult meeting face to face but we're delighted that we've been able to to start that process and yeah to kind of meet all of you guys and um yeah develop the the relationship i guess between us and and yourselves and and yeah yeah, so it's going you learn you learn good you know you learn new skills 
you help with your tree identification and we were looked after on the day we got sandwiches and stuff so it's all, <laughs> it's all good fun yeah well that's important isn't it yeah <laughs> um thank you very much alec for joining me today on the podcast um and okay. yeah thank you for being an ambassador for the national park no worries thank you I hope you enjoyed learning more about the Aruri Ambassador Programme and our week of celebration. If you would like to become an ambassador, you can register at www.ambassador.wales. Next year, we will be relaunching our podcast in a new format. We will be looking at Aruri's special qualities in a much more engaging way and will also be broadcasting the episodes as videos on YouTube. We look forward to having your company again in the new year. Natalie Clawen, a fluid in there with that.